wake up. This is not a dream. That's Joy. That's Heather. Hey, guys. Hello. (laughs) I hope you guys are having a good Monday morning because I know for a fact you're listening to this as soon as we released it because that's awesome. Because you're on the ball. Yeah, that's right. What's that one song? Something up Sunday morning. Oh, wait, wait. What? Monday. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Easy on Sunday morning. Easy on Monday morning. Maroon 5. Is that Maroon 5? Oh, my God. Shit, no. We've started this terribly. Hi, guys. Just turn back now. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Welcome. It's a true crime podcast. I promise. We promise. (laughs) Um, So we have a couple of reviews. (gasps) I'm so excited. Are you? Okay, Yes, I'm ready. Um, We have two that were on Apple Podcasts, so thank you guys so much for... (laughs) Your cat just fucking ran into the door. Yes, he did. (gasps) I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you, guys. Um, Yeah. We have one from Marvin Gonji. Oh, I'm so sorry if that's wrong. Oh, I think I, I think this might be somebody I know. <laughs> I know a Marvin. Uh, he says, great content. Love this podcast. Very interesting Aww. content. I have thoroughly enjoyed every single episode. Keep it up. You guys are amazing. Oh, that's so sweet. And then we have K underscore joy underscore 501. And he slash C, she, 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 she. Is it me? Uh, it's Joy. It's me. <laughs> he says, this podcast is pretty amazing. It's super cool, and they're super good at storytelling. Oh, yay. That's right. Someone got it right. Yes. We are good at storytelling. We, I also have another one, but I have to like pull it up because it was on Podbean. <laughs> yay. And it wasn't on Apple Podcasts. So let's see. Thank you guys for writing these. I get really excited. I know. I love reading them. I'm, I get so excited during the week when I'm like, ah, we can yay. read something. Um. This is, let's see, this one says, amazing. The quality has been improving in the mood, including the different stories slash op- mm-hmm. opinions in this manner makes this all more unique. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so I'm much. I'm excited. Thank you, guys. Oh, I still have a pencil in my thing, but we're just. She's got her notebook, guys. I got my notebook. You... <laughs> How many pages you hear this that? time? I actually don't know. Don't look. Don't look. Because I'm it, not gonna. Says, you think I can read okay. your pencil scratchings One, from upside down from like three two, feet away? <laughs> three, four, five. We're so far into my notebook. I have that weird yellow paper that goes in there. For the some divider. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> five, six, mm-hmm. seven. Hopefully these aren't getting stuck together. I don't know. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine, <gasps> ten. Ooh. 11. I think 12 was the most you had, wasn't it? I think 12 was the most. Actually, I don't know how much I had for Amityville because they're like back and front. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm excited for your story because I don't have any idea what it is. And Joy told me that I, quote, know it but don't know it or whatever you said. Okay. You guys. Okay. I feel like this one you, a lot of people have kind of heard of, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's what you said. So let's get into it. Let's do this. Let's do it. so excited. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> 1918. Oh, old. New Orleans. Oh, shit. Yes. Was haunted with a real life boogeyman, a serial killer who attacked only at night and was sp- responsible for 12 attacks, sick of, sick, I can't read today, six of which were fatal. <gasps> he only killed his victims when they were sleeping, a real life Freddy Krueger. And he never used his own tools. He used items found in the victim's household. Most commonly used was an axe. Oh, shit. Which he typically would leave at the scene of the crime. 
And this is the story of the Axeman of New Orleans. Oh, I, I feel like I might have heard of this a long time ago and don't really remember much about it. So, so this one is always, well, New Orleans is my favorite place in the whole wide That's world. Right. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and then um, um, if any of you guys watch American Horror Story in Coven, they have the Axeman in there. That's a real person. Oh, yeah. This is actually, it was based on a real person. Actually, right. a lot of people in that show are based on real people, but mm-hmm. that one in particular, I've always loved this story. So let's let's dive on in. <laughs> May 23rd, 1918. This is Catherine and Joseph Maggio. And for 4901 Magnolia Street, where... Um, Catherine and Joseph were fast asleep when they were attacked by somebody with an axe. Their bodies were found. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. Like, I just know. So, just, I just pictured it, like, actually happening to me. Like, you literally wake up and somebody's standing there with, like, a fucking axe. I think the reason is because I went axe throwing last night. Oh, my God. For, for like, for Valentine's Day. I know. I know the odds. For Valentine's Day with John and my God, the sound those make when they, oh. There's, oh, my God. It's so I know ridiculous. I can't imagine being attacked with one. So the first victims were not only found with wounds from an axe, but they also had their throats slit. With an axe? No, with a with a straight razor. Actually, oh happened. my god! It was so they lived with um, the husband Joseph's brother, and uh-huh. it was Joseph's fucking straight razor. It's so interesting that he used whatever they had. It's like, mm-hmm. what if he showed up and he's like already there and they have done something good? For those of you who are like, I don't have a fucking axe. This is like the 1918. <laughs> Everyone okay. has an axe. Everybody has a freaking axe in their backyard or somewhere. <laughs> or it was just like razor. a common, yeah, it was like a common tool. It's like yeah. fucking having a, hi- a hammer, Yeah, I guess. I don't know that if that's necessarily true, but. Uh, <laughs> so Catherine's head had actually almost been completely decapitated. That's how deep With a straight razor? With a straight razor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Joseph also, like, he was had his throat slit, and he had many fatal injuries. The bodies were found by Joseph's brother, who lived in the same home, as I was kind of saying. God. So, Joseph was found still alive by his brother clinging to life, and his wife's body was completely just draped on top of him, almost completely headless. And he died shortly after he was found. So nothing was actually heard or seen that night, despite them all being in the same house. How big? Was this like a plantation? Plant, plantation? No, it's it's like a shotgun house, which is like kind oh. of a smaller house. Like it's it's not a huge that's house. Surprising. It's pretty. Yeah. So that's what was something kind of weird about it. And also there's no sign of robbery and nothing had been taken from the home. Hmm. So maybe they had. So this was OK. So this was something that I thought maybe would explain that there wasn't a whole lot of noise that would wake you up is maybe like they had their throat slit first to mm. keep them quiet. So nobody would like scream. And then they're beaten with the okay. axe after. But I don't really know why there wasn't screams. That's just something that would kind of make sense to me is I guess hmm. you wouldn't totally wake up if it's in another room. I don't know. So the other clue that was found was the panel of the kitchen door was knocked out. Um, and the only thing that was left after the attack is he left the bloody axe in there. And so this was like, you know, 1918. So there wasn't a whole lot of finger. So fingerprinting was around, but it wasn't like a standard procedure. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know when that came into effect. So I actually did a lot of like extra (laughs) history research. So you guys are going to learn a lot. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But um, so what, what? Another thing that was always found in these cases, it, 
It's like there'd be little entranceways. So like literally, it'd be like that square panel kicked out. Oh, that's so creepy! Mm-hmm. Like a like a dog door size hole. Yeah, for so it's to like a dog through. door size hole. Like oh, it's really thank small. Thank you, Joy. Holes. I want to die now. I know. Thank he you. just and he crawls that's in. So oh. all right. Oh my god. <laughs> so. June 28th, 1918. That's so horrifying. Near the corner of La Harp Street and, um, I'm going to butcher all these names, Dergino Street? That's pretty good. I'm going to go with it. It's probably wrong. Sorry, anybody who's listening. (laughs) Um, Another couple was attacked. Louis Besumer and Anne Lowe were found severely injured by a baker who was just making their morning deliveries, and his name was John Zanga. And I said, yum, fresh New Orleans bread right at your door. That sounds fucking amazing. Toss those loaves Can at you me. imagine? You, like, wake up every morning, and someone's, like, here you, like, you get a little knock, and you're like, oh, it's the bread boy. And you're mm-hmm. like... Oh my god, that's Dude, that would like be amazing. Like it's just a hot, toasty, crunchy baguette on your mm-hmm. face. Yes, please. And then yeah, and then like freaking John was like, Oh, here's your Oh my god. Because <laughs> oh they were god, they had all <laughs> He's like, Here's your bread, ma'am. Oh my god. So obviously Fuck. it was not a good morning for John that day. <laughs> so um, they actually had the baker as the prime suspect at first. Oh, this shit. poor guy, just <laughs> baguette John, baguette, baguette John, having a good day. wasn't so good after that. So Lewis actually survived the attack, and oh, wow. Anna survived for seven more weeks before she died. Holy shit! Yeah, they freaking these people are troopers. So Anna told police that she woke up to a large white man with a hatchet attacking them, mm. and the bottle pan the bottom panel of their bedroom door was the one who was. Like it was the panel was taken out, and that's how he entered. I'm trying to picture how doors were back in the day where you can remove a panel. What does a panel door look like? I don't know. I feel like it looks like that. That's how do the you, pictures you can't like, remove a panel? Maybe he, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not like you just like kind of shove it in it. Like, he's, he's like has an exacto knife. And he's like, okay, let's cut through this. Like, <laughs> Huge like ass door. I don't know. Door. I really don't know how that all works. Anyway, so um, boo, boo, boo. so Lewis did survive, but obviously his wife did not. Um, she died. Well, his partner. She died seven weeks later. Um, and there was a bloody axe again left at the scene, which was the weapon that was used. Um, but this time. It was actually left in Lewis's right temp- temple, like oh fracturing God. his skull. It was like sticking So they out just of his like head. left the axe in his head. This Jeez. poor man, poor Lewis, just trying to have a good day. So August fifth, nineteen eighteen. Almost, it seems like it's almost happening every month, which like is once a month would be freaking terrifying if you live there yeah. at the time. Oh my <laughs> God. So. Um, In an undisclosed location, a 28-year-old woman who went by Mrs. Ed Schneider was found by... Mrs. Ed... She she took her husband's whole name. (laughs) Amazing. She's on it. She's got it. She's got... She's just killing it. Um, She was found by her husband in the afternoon, which was a little bit unusual, in their home having been attacked. But she was attacked the night before, I'm guessing. Because she said it was all at night. Yeah, it was pretty much. So I'm guessing, yeah, he maybe just was like, oh, wow, honey, it's afternoon. You should probably wake up. Oh, my God. (laughs) (gasps) Those poor people. So she was rushed to the hospital, and she was actually able to survive the attack. Wow. She had been scalped by an axe. Oh, my God. From their shed, which had been missing. 
Um, and she like had been attacked with the lamp from the bedroom. So it's like somebody knocked her off the head, like upside the head with a lamp and then like scalped her with an ax as well as like chopping her. Oh my God. Yeah. It's horrible. So Mrs. Snyder was eight months pregnant. Oh my God. And miraculously, she and the fucking baby survived. That must be a magical fucking baby. And, and a yeah, a woman. week after the attack, she successfully delivered the baby. Yes, bitch. Can you imagine, like, you're this baby, and it's, it's like you're at work, and it's like an icebreaker. It's like, tell me an interesting fact about you. And the baby's like, yeah, my mom was freaking scalped. And then well, I, like, I was with her. And attacked with an axe. Everyone just gets quiet and stares at you. It's like, hi. I would tell everybody that. I'd be like, hi, my name's Joy. Uh, I was born by somebody who was, like, scalped with an axe. Anyways, August 10th, 1918. This was five days later after Mrs. Snyder's attack. Near the corner of Tonti and Gravier Street. Joseph Romano, who was 80, was found by his nieces who lived with him, Pauline and Mary, after they heard signs of him struggling. His head had been bashed in. The sisters described a dark-skinned, heavy-set man wearing a dark suit and a black slouch hat, leaving the house, and the bloody axe was later found in their backyard. Mm. So he just, like, left. He was like, He's like, oh, eh, bye. Hopefully, I don't want them to forget about what happened, so let me just leave the axe in the backyard. <laughs> so despite the injuries... Mr. Romano was still alive. Okay, I'm sorry. This guy is 80 years old in like the early 1900s. He's such a trooper. And he, people, I'm sorry, two things. If you get hit in the head, you bleed a ton. If you're 80, you bleed a ton. How is this person alive? Well, he was still alive and he was able to actually walk to the ambulance, but he died two days later. Oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah, that, it's a freaking trooper. So did he, he was able to like tell his story, I'm guessing, like what Yeah, happened? I mean, you probably wouldn't remember a whole lot after your head was bashed I in, don't know. But, These you know, people apparently are indestructible in New Orleans. <laughs> it's for, New Orleans are amazing. They're just amazing. <laughs> so August 18th, 1918, New Orleans newspaper actually said, like described the attacks as, wait, describe, wait. This was their announcement to the people, okay? <laughs> it said, quote, armed men are keeping watch over their sleeping families while the police are seeing to solve the mysteries of the axe attacks. Extra police are being put to work daily. So they put that out, and there were no attacks for seven months after Oh, my God. <laughs> so maybe he was just like, oh, no, no, there's police here. I should probably not do it. But then after seven months, he was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so... On March 10th, 1919, Charles and Rose Cordomiglia Cordomiglia were attacked, as well as their two-year-old daughter, Mary. Oh, my God, my heart. Rose woke up to her husband fighting off the axe man. He was unable to overpower him, and Charles was hit hit repeatedly during the struggle and became unconscious. Mm -hmm. He then attacked Rose and their two-year-old daughter. Rose and Charles managed to survive, but were left with skull fractures all Mm -hmm. over. Um, But unfortunately, Mary was killed by a sharp blow to the back of the neck with the blunt end of the axe. The axe was, um, of course, used was the family's own axe. I can't even. Oh, my God. March 15th, 1919. Five days later after that, the Times. I can't read these freaking names. The Times Picayne. Perfect. A New Orleans newspaper received a letter from the Axeman, supposedly. 
This is the actual letter. Like, these like, are parts of the letter. Straight up, before the Zodiac came mm-hmm. the Axeman writing into Axeman the newspaper. He's like, look, y'all. <laughs> so, quote, Hell, March 13th, 1919. Esteemed mortals. Oh, my God. They have never caught me. They never will. Which is weird because, spoiler alert, they never caught him. That just, okay, that kind of blows my mind after how long, like over a year. Okay. They never caught the Zodiac Killer. That's true. That's true. Um, Back to the quote. (laughs) That's true. Shut the fuck up, Heather. (laughs) No, no, no. I was like, I just strayed away from the quote. (laughs) None of that was part of the quote. Now we're back to the quote. (laughs) They have never seen me, for I am invisible. Even as the ether which surrounds your earth, I am not a human being, but a spirit. And a fell demon from hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians. Is that really what you guys call each other? Because I, that just blew my mind. And your foolish police call the Axeman. They have been so utterly stupid to assume not only, not only me, but his satanic majesty. But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am. For it were... Better that they never were born than for them to incur the wrath of the Axeman. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. At will, I could slay thousands of your citizens, for I am the close relationship with the angel of death. Oh, my God. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 o'clock, earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition for the people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions. Ahem. Yellow paper. (laughs) That every person shall be spared in whose house a jazz band is in full swing at the time mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much the better for the people. One thing for certain is that those who do not jazz it... (laughs) Who do not jazz it? (laughs) Who do not jazz it on Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. So y'all need to jazz it, okay? I just want to... Is that the end of the quote? Yeah, it's okay. The end. I quote. have to say something. <laughs> yep. That whole thing reminded me so much of like the memes you see online where it's like a neckbeard with a oh katana and he's like, nothing personal, kid. And then like teleports behind That's you. That's amazing. I, I can't. Oh, that was an interesting. So, <laughs> March 19th, Fuck. 1919, All right. jazz was everywhere there was even a song created for that night that was called don't scare me papa and okay here's like a little side note i kind of want to have a hundred year anniversary of this freaking jazz night party on the 19th and like, yes okay so <laughs> 19 9, okay march 19th 2019 is also mm-hmm. on a freaking tuesday Ooh. like what are the chances of the hundred year okay and i like looked up if there were any parties like just because like you would who right? wouldn't have like i feel like there should be an <laughs> what, anniversary. In, like in new orleans there yeah probably and there's be. not i what? looked i couldn't see anything maybe somebody cool is having one but i want to like I wanna okay look for it now Side note again, I'm moving in on March 9th, which is right after Mardi Gras. So I was super bummed I couldn't have a Mardi Gras party. So Aww. maybe this is just me coming out and being like, Here's please have this party. New Orleans, and we're going to make fucking gumbo and beignets and fucking kill it. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. I have a quick question. Yes. 
What's the difference between gumbo and jambalaya again? So gumbo <laughs> is more soup based. Jambalaya is more with rice. Rice. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. Got y'all. It's yeah. probably wrong. No, it's <laughs> uh, look, I'm the expert. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the story. <laughs> Everyone, you guys all need to have a Nax Man party mm-hmm. and jazz it, mm-hmm. or else you get the axe. <laughs> Everyone blasted jazz in their homes, and those who didn't have a record player swarmed to local bars who were playing the jazz. And luckily, nobody was killed that night. <clears throat> August 10th, 1919. So it pretty much stopped for a long time. Yeah. Um, they feel, some people say that that was the last Axeman attack, but there's like another attack after, so I don't know why they say that, but we'll mm-hmm. see. August 10th, 1919, Steve Steve Bacot woke up to a man standing next to his bed with an axe. He was attacked and, a mysterious, and the mysterious land left. Steve was still alive, though, and managed to stagger to his friend's house who called the police. Steve was able to survive his injuries but lost his memory due to the blows to the head. Wow. Mm-hmm. That would be so weird. Oh, my God. In early September 1919, at 2128 2nd Street, a 19-year-old girl named Sarah Lawman was attacked in bed by a man who crawled in through oh. the open window. I'm sorry, the crawling. Oh my I god, I want to throw up. Right I just picture now. like, but I picture me crawling in through like an open window, and I feel like I'd kind of like it'd be almost like a plank, but you kind of like fall in like a snake. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, ah, and then you're like, yeah, I yeah. can picture it. That'd be me. But also, I don't ever <clears throat> want to picture it. Please don't. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. When it. she regained consciousness. Consciousness. You got it. No, try again. Consciousness. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) She had no memory of the details of the attack. And again, an axe was used in that as well. How are these people surviving axe attacks? These people are freaking... Okay, either that or this guy's really bad with an axe. He sucks at fucking killing people. (laughs) (gasps) Anyways... October 27, 1919, near the corner of South Scott and Yulio, Olio, Oloe Street, (laughs) (laughs) Esther and Mike Pepitone were attacked. Esther woke up around 1 a.m. to her husband's scream, so she ran to the bedroom. Her husband Mike's head had been struck 18 times, and he died two hours later. Esther had seen two figures in the bedroom, but they fled, and she was not able to identify them. Wait. They weren't sleeping in the same room? So, back then, you didn't actually always sleep with your husband. Oh, really? Yeah, so she slept in a separate room. Or maybe he was just a fucking loud snorer, and she's like, you know what? (laughs) I guess there's a million reasons why. She's just like, leave me alone, sir. Yeah, I I thought about that when I first, so, like, I looked into it, and it was just that she had a different room. Hmm. Um, do, 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 but they fled and she was not able to identify them. A bolt with a heavy nut was the tool used to, um, which was a tool that was used to secure circus tents, which there happened to be one in town nearby, was used um, as well as an axe as the weapon because there are two people there. Um, boop, boop, and that was the last reported axe man attack. So now for the theory. Oh my God. Theory Wait, one. I do. Yes. I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. but I do remember one of these theories. It just it just like came to me just now. Yes. I, I think I've heard this story once before. I like a long it. time ago. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Theory one. That not all the murders were the Axeman. Okay. Some th- Okay. Some think that Mike Pepitone's murder was a mafia killing. So mm. I was wondering when the mafia, because we talked about this another time. Yeah. So here's something interesting about the mafia that actually ties into it, because most of these families were Italian. 
Hmm. So the Mafia was first published in 1869. Um, the first recorded in the U.S. was 1869 okay. in New Orleans. It okay. actually started in New Orleans. Wow. I didn't know that because I was like, what? Yeah. Um, I, I honestly would expect New York or something. <laughs> yeah, right? So um, this was actually due to Italians free- fleeting um, from Mussolini cracking down on the mafia hmm. because this is like, you know, Mussolini reigned for a while. Yeah. Um, and so New Orleans was a port city, so a lot of them ended up there and later spread to cities that they're more well-known for during the 1920 Prohibition mm. area, which is like Chicago, New York, Etica. Um, so it is believed that they were after him because his father had killed someone possibly explaining that the two men on the scene, which didn't line up with a lot of the Axemen killings. Mm. Um, so that was something kind of interesting that maybe it was a hit job because his dad killed somebody. And so they wanted to punish the dad by killing the son. And maybe they were doing it in that same way because they knew the Axemen was doing it and it Mm -hmm. would just blend in. I feel like it's kind of like, Elvis felt like it could have been like, the purge in a way like since there's like this unknown killer right. why don't it's you just like, copycat it and kill the people that and you, you won't be suspected because they're gonna exactly. think it's all that same guy so another case that may have been a different culprit was the attack of lewis bosomer and Anne lowe for the murder before the murder it was discovered that lewis the husband had been writing letters back and forth in both yiddish and russian it was later discovered that lewis was part of a german spy ring during world mm. war okay so i had to do more research because i was like wait but this was like 1919 and that doesn't World make sense. World War One, yes, was from July 1914 to November 1918, which literally mm-hmm. lines up for right after World War One ended, pretty much. So this is pretty much right after World War One. <laughs> this Axeman is like, well, the war's over, but I still want to kill. I'm ready. <laughs> Fuck. Axeman's the reason for World War II. God, okay, anyways, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, or the spy master of, for the Kaiser, the German leader, Emperor, um, at the time, mm-hmm. that he might have been the spy master for him, and he was just a German spy. So that was found out right before Lewis. I don't fucking know what I'm reading right now. Before Lewis died, yes. Anne told police that it was Lewis who attacked her because she had found out um, he was a Nazi spy. So keep in mind that this was the attack where he was found with the axe in his head, and she survived for seven more weeks. And then she died, but mm-hmm. he survived So after. during those seven weeks that she was alive, she was like, I found out that he was a Nazi spy. Do you think she's saying that because she has, like, brain damage or something? So I don't know why you would, but, like, I'm yeah, so, okay. curious. I think I wrote more stuff. Uh, 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 uh. Lewis was found guilty. So he was actually found guilty of being a Nazi spy oh. for the murder and for the murder of Anne Lowe. But the late, he was later acquitted for all charges due to the similarities with the Axeman murder. Hmm. But he was attacked, too. So was it yeah. self-defense or was it the Axeman? Because so what if maybe, like, he was started attacking her and then she maybe somehow got, like, something to beat him with or grab the thing? Like and a domestic violence him. situation. Yeah, so maybe, like, she was bleeding out, but she hit him in the head back, and that's why it was found in his head, and she was, like, unconscious. Yeah, it could be. Obviously, she'd probably bleed out a lot, and she's the one who died later. So yeah. it's like, Hmm. she probably couldn't hit that hard because she was already losing so much blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just like a lot of things. Like it's just kind of, it's really interesting to me. So Hmm. theory two. Oh no. Is that because of what was written in the letter? He was a supernatural being that could slip through small entranceways and then transform into a large man to appear to his victims. He's a vampire. 
I was like the next super unnatural episode. And then it's just like this like a mist that like and then like he like turns into a full man and he's got an axe. I just picture like this adorable little bat like kind of crawling in with his little oh talons God, and yes. little tiny wings. That he was a vampire oh, who's really bad at hitting with axes because let's look at his rate of actual murders. <laughs> Which is good that not everybody died, but it still freaking sucks to eat. It's surprising. So is that really a theory? Yeah, it's a theory. Like, a, like people actually believe that. I, I think I would, I would believe that some people in New Orleans would believe that because in New Orleans there's some, there's some stuff. So it's true. It's true. Theory three is that it was a man named Joseph Mumfrey. So we're gonna kind of backtrack a little bit to kind of get into this. So okay. I'm not entirely sold on this, but we're gonna, we're gonna go into it. Mm-hmm. So the attack of Esther and Mike Pepitone. Esther lived, but Mike did not. That's the one that she saw two men leaving. Is that the one of the la- one of the later yeah, so ones? Yeah, that was the last one. The last one. Okay, yeah. So um, she's the one who woke up. She was sleeping in a different room, That's it. and okay. then she heard her. And husband they thought screaming. it was the mob. Yeah, so okay. they thought it could have been the mafia. Um, so Esther later moved to Los Angeles after her husband died, and married a man named Angelo Albano. But on the second anniversary of her late husband's death, her current husband, Angelo, disappeared, and he was never seen again. Angelo had ended a business relationship with a man who went by different names, including Joseph Mumphrey. December 5th, 1921, so this was like pretty much right after, right after her husband's disappearance, well, her second, Mumphrey visited Esther, demanding $500 in Esther's jewelry, threatening to, quote, kill her the same way he killed her husband. Oh. But Esther was not fucking down for that shit. She fucking pulled out a revolver and shot him. <laughs> Fuck yes, Esther. Esther was not having She's it. She's like, that all right. That is a listen. New Orleans woman. She was just like, nope. <laughs> Bam. And so she shot him dead. He would died. Mumphrey was dead. But, um, oh, oh, boom. So something that I kind of noticed, and I feel like maybe... He just said your husband's death, not husbands. Right. So I think maybe he just might have killed her second husband after the yeah, business I'm, deal. Yeah, I think I'm having a hard time connecting it to Seeing that first what, husband yeah, at all. exactly. Trying to figure out why it was connected. I think that maybe that's why her husband did disappear. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But she claimed afterwards that Mumphrey was the man that she saw leaving the house the, mm. Mike, the night Mike was murdered. But that doesn't add up because she said there's two people. So maybe she thought, like, maybe it was, was one of one the of two people people so i was like i was going to dismiss the theory but then i kept doing more research and there's some things that might kind of add up Mm. so um and she said that he was the axe man so he was the one with the axe that night i see so i don't really know but we're gonna i mean it's worth talking about obviously because you know it's a, technically a theory that goes around. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if maybe it was like once they were kind of maybe she was worried that she was going to get like arrested for murdering him. Mm. Maybe there wasn't enough evidence about the husband, newer husband's disappearance. I don't know. Or maybe it really was him. <laughs> I was listening to a, another podcast uh-huh. today. Um, I think it was Moms and Murder. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I even forgot what case it was, mm-hmm. but it was one of those cases where like the the wife kills the husband kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the ones where the wife. Like her second husband was mysteriously killed or like died under mysterious circumstances, and then I thought of like that staircase documentary about the oh, um, yeah. the fucking owl and stuff, and it's like all these like the these husbands who's have multiple wives that are like suspicious. It's like you know, 
Can you imagine if it was just like a coincidence and you're just like, I swear to God, I did not kill this person. But it's hard to that, not believe like, that. All of your husbands were murdered and you had like five and you're like, <laughs> I swear to God, it's not me. Oh, my God. That would, that would be, be so terrible. But it, it be... pretty much is always the husband or the wife. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Never Let's get married, guys. Right, don't, don't, don't ever. Don't do it. <laughs> I wore my shirt that you got me the other day Did that you? says, like, fuck you, I'm married. <laughs> my favorite. Anyways, okay. So it turned out that Joseph, what the fuck was his name? Something Mumfrey. Where the fuck was I? Hold on. Mumf- Mumford? Mumford and Sons. I think it's Joseph Mumfrey. It was Mumford and Sons. Yep, Joseph Mumfrey and Sons. <laughs> Actually, it turned out to be a leader of a group that blackmailed Italians. Oh, shit. In New Orleans. Oh, my God. During the time of the murders. Well, that connects it. So that was like, oh, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have fucking blamed her (laughs) for just like trying to make stuff up. But that would make sense. Yeah. Um, And they blackmailed Italians out of hate and racism. And most of the victims were not a mafia thing. It was just I hate Italians thing. So um, and most of the murders were Italian grocers. So it would probably kind of link up. Um, And. Mumphrey was also in and out of prison for 10 years, and his times outside coincidence coincided with the Axemen attacks. Hmm. So every time he was out, that's when somebody would get attacked. Oh, shit. But there was not enough evidence um, to prosecute him. Right. And maybe that's why, like, Esther, like, s- described him with the axe, and maybe there's somebody else who just happened to work with him that mm-hmm. were probably, like, again, being fucking horrible racist bastards. I'm not saying that because I'm Italian, but I'm saying <laughs> it because it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, or she was lying, but I really doubt it. I'm, but It's interesting. You know. A lot of interesting coincidences. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of really interesting things. But besides that, there really aren't that many other leads on the Axeman killings. But I was doing some more research. Um, I couldn't find a lot about this because it, I read about it a long time ago. But during that time, during between 1879 and 1922, there were actually a lot of similar killings with all with an axe while people were sleeping with the own people's axes all around those states surrounding Louisiana as well oh. um, during that. And... Between 1979 and 1922 is about 40-something years. 1879 to 1922? Yeah, 18, yeah. Yeah, so like a 40-year, so like it could have just been one person's lifetime. Yeah, which is the average man's working life. So it's like if somebody started at 20, they could still be killing at 60. Right. Like it's really not like that crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually everything stopped around like 1922. So you're thinking, it, or they're saying it could possibly be one person who's kind of going around like yeah. Louisiana, so Texas, that, Arkansas area. They think that maybe after the last attack or maybe, you know, sometime in there, maybe he just started kind of traveling around and murdering people because it stopped in New Orleans and they don't know why, but then it started up in other places. So they think that maybe he just kind of traveled around. Interesting. So that is the story of the Axeman. So the theory that I was thinking of, uh-huh. you didn't mention, so it's very possible that I was oh. thinking of a different case. No, 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 no. I think it must be a different case I'm thinking of now. I'm like, what was I thinking I tried of? to look up other theories. I couldn't really find much else. But Do you, you'll probably know what I'm talking about uh-huh. then. What what case was it where somebody was, I swear to God, it was this one. It could be. <laughs> where somebody was like, they thought it was Jack the Ripper who had come over from England. And it was Jack oh. the Ripper who was the also the Axeman. I did hear about that. Was it this case? I feel like it might have been this case, but I think it was like one of those Jesus theories Christ. that might have been a little bit. Why am I not? 
I'm sorry. Because I, I don't know if it would necessarily, like, I think it's a really cool theory, but the only thing is, like, I think I think it is this one that you're talking about. Now I'm looking it up because I'm, like, not. frustrated that I Wasn't have no idea which one it was. that Jack the Ripper was happening? Um, let's see. But I mean, that's the, the, like, that's the point is that he was active in the late 1800s in England, but they're like, oh, later on. But I could. The only thing is, like, did Jack the Ripper suddenly suck at killing people? <laughs> <laughs> like, not trying to be morbid, but like, I feel like he had a pretty good success rate, and then he gets to America and he's like, uh, how do I do this again? Plus, they weren't really like. I'm I'm desperately. Maybe he just hated Italians. Maybe he went there because he hated Italians. I'm so frustrated because I'm, I've got to figure this out. Where he was like old by then. He was like, I can't really hold this axe. But it, I'm assuming it's like a very. Another kind of theory is that a lot of those, like maybe there were some at the start and then a lot of them are copycat killings. That's afterwards. the thing. But I, for some reason, I remember somebody mentioning this as like just a random, probably like far out there theory. Yeah, it could have totally Cool. And, and it's hard because I really don't totally have like a theory on a certain person. I don't know if it was just a memory. <laughs> like there was some definitely like weird things going on, but I don't know. There's just too much going on around that time too. Yeah, I mean honestly. Oh wait, 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 wait. What? I don't know. Where jo- like if Joseph Mumphrey was going around, if the all the murders kind of stopped around 1922 and he was killed in 1921, it could have been December 1921. Huh. I mean, I think that when it comes to, like, an actual, like, singular suspect, I think that's a really good one. That yeah. makes complete sense to me. I don't even know how I first heard about this story. I just remember watching American Horror Story. I'm like, I know the Axeman. I don't know how fucking old I was watching that, but I was like, ooh, Axeman, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> just like that. So for my bachelorette party, we're going to New Orleans, and we're doing a true crime tour, and they're going to probably take us to where these murders happened. I'm pretty pumped. So I was going to say, you've been to New Orleans a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So are, are you, is it like, you can like visit where these things happened. Is that right? Pretty much. I don't know exactly where. I know Gravier Street. Like I recognize some of the streets, uh-huh. but honestly, everything in New Orleans you can walk to. I probably wouldn't walk alone or like walk with no. just you guys. We'd probably want somebody there. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know, we're going to New Orleans for Joy's bachelorette party. We're going in October. Yeah. And I'm like, the th- the girls that we're going with, though, one of them or both of them aren't, don't like scary stuff. No, just one of them doesn't like. So, well, Amanda doesn't, but she's not going to be there during that. Guy. That's right, yeah. One of them doesn't, but she said she's down for a true crime tour. Just probably not a lot of ghost tours. So, yeah, I was trying to figure out. Obviously, a cemetery tour is fine because that's like yeah, during the day. Yeah, she's down for the cemetery. But there was a, what was the other thing you wanted to see? Pharmacy. Pharmacy museum, but there was also something else I thought. Was there a serial killer museum or something? No, I just wanted to do the true crime thing. True. What was that? Um, so a, there's a true crime tour, in case anybody was wondering. A tour. There's a true crime tour. It's almost like a ghost tour. But and it they takes take you, you on the places where yeah, things happen. Yeah, they drive right? you but to she, where all the places You're are. saying she doesn't want to go to that? She'd do the true crime one, just oh, probably she not a ghost one. Yeah, but you've already you've done a ghost tour. I've done there, a ghost so. one. And we so did good. a ghost tour together at Jerome, yes. which was so... Holy shit, I think about that all the time still. I that was Jerome. so much fucking fun. so much fun. I would literally do it again. We need to just go to Jerome again, though. So I'm so excited. If anybody me. has been in Jerome, Arizona, one, it's hella haunted. Two, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> a weird thing. I'm so, I'm going to like mention it in the like show notes or something if I figure this out. But I swear to God, I 
somebody once told me there the robot's gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shit. She you was, was looking, looking kind of dumb, dumb with her feet. I don't know why I went into that. I don't it's know like how that halfway through my sentence. I love that we started bouncing in our chairs too. I was like, somebody once told me, and then it just no. Somebody once the did tell me the world was gonna roll me. <laughs> That, that Jack the Ripper was the axe man. I swear to God. I swear I to God. feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've heard that. But I, I do think it was probably just somebody who was like, those dates might line up or something, you know? <laughs> He'd be only 83. I'm just kidding. He'd fucking maybe. But yeah. But yeah. So yeah. that was fascinating because, yeah, you're right. I did not, I guess, I don't know if I didn't know or I just didn't remember a I lot feel of like that. it's like people kind of know it, but then they don't know it. Or like a, like I was like, yeah, I think I heard of that. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. I think it's really interesting. I wish that there were more, like, theories. Yeah. I w- but it's so long ago. But it's, like, it's so crazy. It it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I was about to say with the Zodiac, we'll never know, but that's not true because I think somebody said that they're doing some recent DNA testing on the Zodiac. But I don't think they can do that with the Axemen, which is unfortunate because yeah. they and don't have anything. But It, like, blows my mind that literally, I mean, obviously fingerprints weren't, like, huge. Right. But it's just, like, how in such a—you'll see, New Orleans really isn't huge. No, it's, like, it's like, a very small but very populated area, right? Twelve attacks in a span of a year. Yeah. How do you not figure this out? Yeah. I, I mean, know. Yeah. But I just think it's so cool. Like, I mean, it's a horrible reason why. But that, like, the entire no, town played jazz. That I like, was that's just laughing. So crazy. <laughs> because I was just thinking, like, uh, the hearing about that night reminds me of that story in the Bible. <laughs> Where the? Do you know what I'm talking about? The the story about? That, oh wait, Pharaoh, and they had to like put the sheep. They had blood? to put the sheep blood the, on on top of their doorways so that I don't remember yeah. the whole story. That's, but it was something like if you don't have like the red mark above your door, that like they'll that, come and take your firstborn son or yeah. something like that. And I was like, that reminds me, it's Prince of Egypt, <laughs> deliver us, Jesus Christ. And have you okay? That guy and that stupid note and the stupid neck beard. I bet he had a neck beard. I, I bet, bet he, he did. was just a fucking dick. Yeah. No, he's ghost. Remember, ghosts don't have neck beards. <laughs> he is a d- he's a neck another beard night. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, something crawling in through your door, though. Can you? I just like, uh, especially after we were talking about the other night. Like, if we wa- if we woke up and there's somebody like, oh, their head at the edge of your bed no. or like crawling up. Like, can you imagine you just wake up and there's just somebody standing there with a fucking axe? Like, I would just be like, all right, I'm just gonna die right now. I don't think I'd be able to move or breathe or do anything. I would just freeze. I don't even know what I would do. And right. I just picture like this creepy grin on their face too. Oh, for so I don't I don't I just picture them completely straight faced. <laughs> I think I'm more creeped out by people smiling. I can see that, yeah. I'd throw up. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't even know what I, I honestly don't know what I would do. Anyway, so yeah. That was good. We did um, good. Um so on this on this episode, when we post our pictures, let us know. What, what the fuck was I going to ask you guys to let us know? Let us know. Let us know. What you think? Yeah, what you think about this story. <laughs> and what would be the creepiest thing you guys would wake up to? Oh. What is, like, your worst nightmare of something that you guys would wake up to in the middle of the night? Yeah, I can't think of much worse than somebody crawling in my room. I, I can't. Honestly, I can't. Just, like, waking up and seeing somebody standing there, I would be so scared. I don't even know what I would do. And what would you guys do if you woke up and you saw someone fucking holding an axe? Oh, my God. Let us know on that thing. Um, I think I know which one I'm doing next week. Yay. I I have a pretty good idea of it. And it is a 
weirdly enough, it's pretty funny because oh, I've been no. saying a lot of like really like um, I've, I've done two mysteries in a row. So I'm like, I need to stop that because <laughs> every time I do a mystery, I'm like, what happened? And I never stop researching and it just drives me crazy. My favorite thing about doing a mystery is that I can have a shorter story, but we spend so much time talking. Right. That's true. That's true. It's so much talking and going off in tangents. <laughs> I love it, though. Anyway, what did you do for Valentine's Day yesterday? Um, so I expected to, like, Isaiah was supposed to work, like, 15 hours. So I was like, oh, I okay, so I burned my arm Wednesday night trying to make him an early Valentine's dinner because my life sucks. And so I was like, I'm going to make you this dinner since we won't see you Valentine's Day. And it turns out he lied about OT just to surprise me. I'm like, I fucking burned my arm. That is amazing. Though. Anyways, so. <laughs> that is so great. So I was drinking beer and I was going to play some Mario Kart and then he came and he surprised me. I was like, why are Aww. you here? And then we went and saw the Lego movie. How was it? Which was amazing. Really? I laughed out loud in the theater. <laughs> Everybody was laughing out loud. Okay, I swear it was like maybe like four other couples and then just nobody. It was like a, it was that Aww. small theater. But it was so good. Yeah. I freaking, it was so great. That's so I loved cute. it so much. I just love, like, low-key. I think the Lego movies are really good. Like, the, like, big ones, not, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the ones on Netflix are funny. But, because um, I love how they use Legos to describe real-life situations. Give me an example. So, like... I haven't seen any of them, that's why. I don't asked. listen if you haven't seen the Lego movie. <laughs> I'm so, listening like, right now. So, like, the first one, um, it's, like, about this, like, boy and... There's something called the craggle, and mm. it's crazy glue, and there's Mr. I don't know, fucking Mr. Business or something, mm-hmm. and he is, like, fixing everything, quote, fixing people with the craggle by gluing everything into place, so it's about trying to be creative, even though somebody's trying to create order, and it turned out it's, like, this kid whose dad uses Legos, but he glues everything together to make it perfect, but it's losing the kid's, like, imagination by being able to rebuild them. Huh. And the dad's Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, not Will. Fuck, it's not Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Can you imagine if it's Will Smith? <laughs> so it's like it's like using like a real life thing, uh-huh. and then like it's just got like a lot of analogies. And I'm like a sucker for like metaphors and analogies, but it's like cool because you don't really it's, it's like real life, but it is because it's all through like the Legos, and then you show like little bits. Okay, it's just really good, so you have to watch it. It's distracted because Jinx is trying to like absolutely like barrel his way into this room I love he you. is so aggressive whenever we're in a room and we have the door shut he's like screaming because he wants oh to be God. in there poor baby we'll watch the Lego movie it'll be great okay we'll do but yeah cool well What's, guys what, what what happened with you on Valentine's Day besides axe throwing that's, that's pretty much it like oh. got home from work John made me dinner and then we went axe what throwing what did he make you uh, steak and mm. butternut squash and that sweet sounds- potatoes and that sounds amazing. Carrots. I made Isaiah and something I couldn't eat, and I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> is it just like a hunk of meat covered in cheese? No. Okay, so it's chicken marsala, so it's like almost like, okay, I don't know. It's not, it's not the Indian one, but it's like, so it's like a giant chunk of chicken, and he likes it with angel hair pasta, Ooh. and it's like got prosciutto in the sauce. It's really good. Oh. Uh, well, from the little bit of sauce and noodles I had because Aww. I can't eat meat. <laughs> Why did you make him something you can't eat? <laughs> because it's his favorite They're, meal, and Aww. I was trying to do it something special. I see. Okay, yeah. And then I ate some angel hair pasta, which I don't really care for angel hair pasta, but it's his favorite. 
that's a disgrace. And then <laughs> I like, okay, so I got these meatless meatballs and it was like microwave for eight minutes and I put them in that for seven. That is a seven. long time. Yeah, I put microwave. them in for seven and I fucking couldn't chew them. Like it was just a crunch. And it says, eh, your crunchy meatballs sound stupid. I'm like, fuck you. I was so upset, so I just had noodles, and I was like, this sucks. And it wasn't even good noodles. It was freaking angel hair pasta. It was horrible. I was I so suck. upset. I just picture you microwaving meatballs for that long, and they're just, like, sizzling little raisins at the end. They really were. <laughs> I think it's like And they're not even the meat. Yeah, they're just, like, soy meat. meatballs. This is my life. <laughs> I struggle sometimes, uh, and on top of that, that was right after I burned the shit out of my arm. Uh, 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 I can't. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's the good thing that happened to me this week. I hope everybody has a great week. We'll see you next Monday. We will. Um, if you guys want to leave us reviews for us to read next week, we would absolutely love when that. When you guys read us reviews, we will read them. But if you don't, we can't read them. That's so right. Go leave them, please. That's right. You have to do it on Apple Podcasts because then you can do you us the five stars. Job. And then people can see us <laughs> easier with the more five-star reviews we have. Yes. I still need to share on my ASMR channel on YouTube that I have this podcast up and running because I have not done that yet. And I'm <laughs> like, I need to tell people where to find me where I'm like active and I just haven't done it, but I need to. Because I like mentioned I was going to start a podcast, but then... If you guys are from the ASMR channel, please check out this podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> We're no, happy I'll, you're here. I'll make a I'll make a video or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. We love you we so love much, you. so much that our bodies are quivering. So much that I'll literally be tired all week, and I'll be like, "Fucking got, we got got to do the story for y'all," mm-hmm. and then I like I sit down and I do it. Mm-hmm. That's what she And does. that's a lot of work for me, okay? So that's love. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.